0: Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? Thank you for coming out. Not coming out, but checking us out for one more day, one more um, uh, show of uh, this Black love, man. We have the Queens who are speaking today. Uh, We have my wife, Imani. We have my cousin, Shayna. Hey, y'all. And we have my sister, Brenda. Hey. Yes, indeed. And these all are queens in their own right. Um, So let's get right into it, y'all. Big question. We talking about black love, right? Do you guys believe that there is a war on black love?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Um, there's a huge war on black love. Um, And the problem with that is that most of us don't even see that there's a war going on, which is why we cannot come together and be one. You know, um, the woman don't understand, the black woman don't understand the black man and his daily struggles and vice versa. Um, And it's been structured that way. Right. Um, And now we're in a place to where that's I wouldn't say it's not necessarily the issue, we just understand, we're, we're not back in the eighteen, nineteen hundreds. 1900s, you know, so now we're at a place where, you know, we don't have necessarily any restrictions uh, or anything necessarily tearing us apart, but yet we're still having a hard time coming together because of the damage that's been done. Right, right.
2: Yeah. Just just even kind of piggybacking a little bit off of what you said. I definitely think there is, but I think there has been. And I think that it's been generational. Right. Because even when you think of something like slavery, they knew we was too strong together. So a lot of times they would tear us apart. Right. And those type of things are passed down. They become generational curses. And so you have these strong women and you have I don't want to say weak men. But I mean, like they build the women up to be mentally strong to the point where you feel like, I don't need a man. And then you mm-hmm. have these men who, because they came from single family households or whatever, they, they may not necessarily know how to treat a woman. So therefore you create all of these broken homes and all of this black love that could have been thriving is now torn apart because of generational curses. If my mother never showed me, if her mother never showed her, if her mother never showed her, it's something that's just passed on from generation to generation to generation. And at some point somebody has to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to break this curse because I know just growing up, like thank God, like my parents are still together, they're still married, but that's one, probably a handful of people that I know growing up who's Parents are still married, still together. There's not 15, 16 outside kids. You know, like, they're, they're still in a, a loving relationship. And it just makes you kind of look at it and say, okay, well, where did this start? And really trying to put your finger on that.
1: 100%.
3: I agree.
0: 100%. She killed it.
3: <laughs> okay. She killed it. <laughs> she killed it.
0: <laughs> what you think, Brian?
3: Pretty much literally everything Imani said. Um, and because it's not recognized and it just trickles on down the bloodline from what I see and from what I've experienced now, because everything is so divided where the, the Black man and the Black woman, like she said, together, it's literally like something that's unstoppable. Like energy and love that you can just literally just like you feed off of it. And now because it's, things are the way that they are, you have women who don't feel like they need a man and they do do it all on their own. And it's like when they go to find a man, oh, what do he bring to the table? It's not like, you know, it's the fact that he loves you, genuinely loves you. He may not be able to, to you know, hand you $10,000 for you to go and do what you want for the day, but he loves you and love is so far out the picture and everything is materialistic. What can you give me? What can you do for me? well, if you can't do this, I can do it on my own. And it's just like, when it comes to love, it's supposed to be 50-50. Everything is supposed to be, well, 100-100. Everything is supposed to be, everything is supposed to be shared like that. It's it's real love. It's not, I rock with you because I know on Tuesday if I ask you to go to the moon and back, you're going to do it. No, it's, I know you love me. And it's just like, love is like, it's been pushed out and everything is like competition from what I see when it comes to black men and black women.
0: Got you. you, So do you guys think that there, that um, black love is different from other race groups love, race group love, or is it, Just love is just love all the way around.
2: Well, I know for me, I can't really necessarily speak on that, right? Because I do have black love, right? And I've- (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work, (laughs) but um, I I think I've only really dated outside of like my race once and they were Hispanics. I don't know if that really counts. But I mean, I would definitely say from a bias standpoint that is different from any other kind of love, because if it wasn't, why would it always be on tap, right? Because if something is not great, if people don't see how powerful you are, they wouldn't try and tear you down. If it's something like, if you're not gonna grow together, if you're not gonna build together, if you're not gonna achieve together, you're not a threat to anybody else. So nobody else would be wanting to attack you and attack what you have going on. But because there's such a strength behind it, I feel like it's a threat to other people and so they do try and tear down Black love, and they do try and implement little things to make it to make you look at each other sideways, and you know feel like if your partner not bringing this to the table, if you're not bringing that to the table, we mm-hmm. can't work out. You need to go date outside your race, and you know I don't have anything with any issues with de- people that date outside their race. Absolutely, but just specifically Black love, I think is dope. So,
0: so then, so then, if it's why is it, um, why does it seem like Black love is always a... Like, it seems like our love is always attacked. Like, it's a it's a huge, um, it's a consistency to try to keep us divided, the Black man and Black woman. But you don't see that same consistency, at least, like, not in media and, um, books and, um, TV, movies, all of that. Like, even just out in public, you don't see that hard push with other races, but you see a really hard push with us. And as soon as you start emphasizing black love, people want to start saying you're being racist for that. Um, everybody can date, anybody can date whoever they want to date. But other races, um, uh, they stick to their own race on a bigger, on, on a lot. But when it comes to us again, it's like, why is this, it's, it's, it's a double standard to where we're racist if we don't, if we stay within our group other folks is not um they're not considered racist for that like why? like you know saying like why is that so much of an attack
1: spiritual warfare that's my answer for that spiritual warfare like a lot of people can't even pinpoint why it's so painful or so um uh so much of a threat for a black man and a black woman to love each other Literally, something a lot of people cannot put their finger on, but it's there. You know, we can feel it, we can see it. Um, It's implemented whether people want to acknowledge it or not. Like, yeah.
2: -hmm. I mean, I definitely think people could date whoever they choose to date, right? But then I think it definitely goes back to the thing of we're stronger together, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and this is not a shot disclaimer at the Jewish community, but you don't see Jews dating outside of Jews for the most part. They tend to, especially if they're like Hasidic Jews, they tend to stay together. They stay within their community. You know, their community, they stay within their realms, and nobody bats the eye. Nobody says anything. Nobody, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you see those communities really thrive because they have that sense of morale like we're stronger together because you get me right and you understand my struggles and you understand my past and you understand the baggage and stuff like that that i come with right so my husband being black me being black we have that link where it's like i understand the struggles that you go through and that you face on an everyday basis just like you understand the struggles that I go through and I face on an everyday basis. So we stronger together because when he's weak, I know how to pick him back up and I know how to hold him down. Right. Whereas when you start breaking that down, like I know interracial couples and I've heard it before, like, oh, you know, when he's feeling down, I don't know how to do it. And I'm just like, you got to realize this is a black man living in this country. So you have to know how to combat that. Right. Absolutely. But because you're not necessarily you're not black you may not get how to how to pick him back up after he gets pulled over right or if you get that phone call two o'clock in the morning which I have gotten plenty of times when Dave used to work overnight that he's getting pulled over just stay on the phone with me because I know that there's strength in our numbers I know that I understand his baggage and what he comes along with and what I come along with so because they realize that it's like now we got to separate that Nobody attacks weak empires. You attack the heck, the strong ones because you need to break them down. Agreed. Okay.
0: Agreed. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I was watching. So I watched, I, I, I went back and revisited and watched Rush Hour, right? All three parts. And I noticed something in there with Chris Tucker, right? Part one, part two, part three, this man was, he was just a lady lover, right? And all, y'all seen Rush Hour, right? Yes. I bet. So he was just, he just loved the ladies in it, right? But if you notice, he was, there was no black woman that he was falling head over heels for in all three parts. I think like in part three, I don't, like, I guess you. I don't know what she was. Um, She was black. But she was, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell. Like, it was, I had to look real close, like, is she or is she not? I don't know. But just during the movies, I mean, like, you have this black man, and he's falling head over heels for every woman outside of being a black woman. Like, why and this is not like a question to we're not trying to bash the men but why do y'all feel black men run head over hills for other races before they run head over hills for their own black women oh why, well, I, I, why do black men
2: can i, can I take to that race? one first yes man go ahead <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it it goes back to you know white is right right and so when you look at a black woman the way we're stigmatized is we all have attitudes and we're ghetto and you know like that's that's the that's the type of image that's portrayed and that's put out there right because when you look at even a lot of these successful men the higher up you go on the chain the lighter they women start looking because we don't fit that mold anymore for them, so we're good as long as we're in the hood and you want to run through and everything else. But the moment you start getting a little bit of caliber, you feel like you want a woman with class. We no longer fit that that stigma, and that's just across the board. Period, right? And that that's because our black men are taught even like light, light bright. I can remember growing up looking at music videos. You didn't see dark skin girls in music videos. The first video I really saw a dark skin girl in was 112 Peaches and Cream. You had a dark-skinned girl, and you had a, he- a heavy set girl in there, and everybody was like, oh, it's a dark-skinned girl. Nobody was doing it. You had all of the light skin, the Corinne Stephens, the Gloria, whatever. You had all of the light-skinned girls and everything else, and I'm not hating on my light-skinned sisters, but it- the further up you go, the less and less they start to look like this. And so, I think that our men are trained to a certain degree that you know, it's better if you have that on your arm. More doors can open up for you if you have that on your arm, versus walking in the door with somebody who's
1: not going to pass the paper bag test. And I feel like it also, like I feel like the reason why black men, you know, would tend to go to other races. I actually spoke to a black man about this and I, it was surprising how honest he was. Um he said being with a black woman reminded him of struggle love. Um jungle love. Struggle love. Struggle. And love. and the twist that he put on it was interesting. It went back to slavery times and it and um and it makes sense. You know, we were out there in the mud with y'all picking the cotton and you know, getting beat and mistreated and this and that and the third. And then you see master's wife come out or their kids and, you know, they got their nice dresses on and, you know, their hair is fixed up and they smell good. And, you know, um, by nature, that was intriguing. Like that's, you know, subconsciously, you know, that's what you want. You know, that's where you want to be, you know, Um, and I feel like that, 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 that stigma that has remain the same, even now, today, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting take and I, I, I actually, to an extent, agreed with that.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's most definitely a deeply rooted issue. Um, the question is, is how do we you know, um, overcome that. <laughs> How do we overcome that? That outlook, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. What you think, Brand?
3: I feel like um, with this one, I I don't know. I feel like it it, it goes back pretty. Um, I do feel like it dates back far. I did ask someone also as to why they preferred it, but their answer was simply with um, with other races. Like when, when a Spanish woman gets upset and she starts going off, you know, even though she's upset and she has an attitude, it's attractive, you know? A white woman going off, two seconds later, they're ready to cater to you. So it's attractive. If you, if you argue with this woman, there's something else coming out of it. And when it comes to a black woman, when we get upset, it's we're nagging or we're trying to be controlling or we're trying to put you down and it's just like with every other race it's something good that comes out of it but with our own it's like if you do something and I'm upset with you about it now I'm coming at you now I'm nagging now I'm I'm annoying but if any of these other women out here do it it's okay it's cute it works for you and also, too, I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, it is a, a, a matter of the the trophy. And even now, some men, they'll say, you know, oh, to be with a black woman, you, you got to be strong. You got to be ready for that. Being with a black woman is something that's beautiful. It's not a struggle. We probably going to hold you down better than any of them. I'm not, I'm not bashing but that's just our
0: strength that's our that's who we are right 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 so i guess Shana asked on um, how do we overcome like as for for uh uh um how black people how do we overcome that situation uh cuz i'm not saying all black men are chasing other races just like how it's not true that all uh black women are chasing other races. But how do we overcome that and and you know in your in, in your sense and bring the black men back home?
3: Y'all tell me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just think it's breaking that cycle, right? Like we all have boys, right? Brenda, you have two boys. Shaney, you have a boy. I have a boy. And we teach them how to love their Black women. So when they grow up, they're not growing up with that resentment towards Black women, right? They're not growing up thinking that I have to date outside my race to get the love and everything else. As a mother, I'm loving you to show you how to love another woman when you get older because I'm always gonna be your first love. So it's setting that example and it's breaking that cycle of the way we're viewed in the eyes of our black men. Now, if Jamani grows up and he decides, okay, he wants to date a white woman, he wants to date a Hispanic woman, I'm not gonna let love my son any less. Like, oh my God, you don't have black love. But, <laughs> but, you know, my job as his, as his black mother is to teach him and to install in him that sense of self and that sense of pride. So that way, when he does go out there and he starts dating, he's looking for the same type of qualities that I have taught him and I've installed him throughout his his childhood.
0: What's the role of media? What's the role that media play, whether positive or negative, what's the role that media play with um, the continuation of our... Black love just being, um, continuing to be a broken cycle.
1: Oof, the way that we're portrayed, you'll see like, it's as simple as, you know, looking at a a diaper commercial, you know, and it's the white family, you see the family, the mom, the dad, the baby, you know, but then if it's a Black person casting on that, a Black woman casting on that same diaper commercial, then she's a single mom, (laughs) you know, Um, there's that. I never um, noticed
0: that. That's a good one. I never
1: noticed it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, this man media plays such a huge role. Like, really, y'all, y'all pay attention to these commercials and how they and how they set. You know how they have them set up. Like, right. I see it, It's a lot of it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you don't realize it. Like, it's the subconscious mind is a motherfucker. Like. Hmm. <laughs> And they play on that. The media plays on it heavily.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody has a narrative that they're trying to push and sell and everything else. So it goes back to the notion of, you know, all love is love. Because if you see now most commercials, you have interracial relationships. And so you don't see a strong black family in most commercials you don't but you'll see a white family or you'll see an Asian family or something like that but yeah. you'll never see a black family like the mom is black the father is black the kids is black not somebody that you're looking at like ah, oh, they could look questionable maybe they maybe they mixed you know you don't see that so the more you see these things the more you see this stuff it plays on you subconsciously and you're like oh okay it's nothing wrong with that. Oh, we would make a better combination if we mixed with this race. Oh, we would do because that's that's all a part of the agenda. All love is love, mm-hmm. right? And then now you see you're seeing a lot more like homosexual commercials where you'll have the two dads and and, and the children or the two moms oh, the and the children, the black and the white mom. You know, like those are the things that that's really being pushed now. So if you're you're looking at media and you're seeing all of this stuff, you're like, okay, there's always an agenda behind anything that you see because they want to change your thinking. Absolutely. So that way your thinking aligns with the product that they're trying to sell to you.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Brenda, you was trying to say something? No, I was just
3: agreeing with Imani and, and all those The last comment about the commercials, the homosexual commercials, that gets pushed before, you know, ours do, it's an agenda at this point.
1: And it always has been.
0: (laughs) Right. So, how do we, um, how do we break the cycle of our longevity, like in our relationships because I, like, I agree with you guys in a sense of it's definitely generational. Like, you you, you, you know, um, the saying is true. Like, a hurt person will hurt a person. Um, a healed person will heal another person. It seems like, not even it seems like it, like, it really is. Like, Black people have the highest divorce rate. Like, you know, and it's been like that for a couple of years now, but we've had the highest divorce rate while other race groups are continuing to, their divorce rates are dropping, but our divorce rates are going higher. And we're struggling to get past a year or two years just being married, you know? Um, And and so, again, I'm not saying that um, your child or anybody's child is being, is broken because they're being raised in that situation. A lot of people co-parent and stuff, you know, and that's fine, but how do we, how do you um, break the cycle in which we can actually stay together for years? Like how people did long ago, but they're staying, they're, they're married for, you know, they're going on their 57th anniversary, things like that. How can we, like, just, how can we get to a place as black people where that cycle is broken?
1: It starts with self-love. It starts with self-love. You have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. You have to be okay with the skin that you're in, you know, as a black man or a black woman to love another black man and another black woman because we were taught from beginning to not love each other. But deeper than that, ourselves, you know, um, you know, um, you'll have, I've been (laughs) in the dating realm turned down by another black man because he did not date black women for this reason, that reason or the third and, you know, and preferences and this whatever. But sir, Mr. Black man, you were bred from a black woman. Right. You know, and before, you know, I, I you know thought to take offense to what he was saying. I didn't even take it offensive. I just felt sorry for him and prayed for him. Mm. You know, oh. because I realized that there was a lot of self love that needed to take place within his self. There was a lot that that boy was going through, that man was going through, and that he needed to work through, and um, and that it was a blessing, um, mm-hmm. that. It was just it was more it was more of a blessing than anything that we didn't pursue anything or that he knew that I was just not what he wanted in that moment because he would not have been in a place to treat me how I deserve to be treated.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like we need more of us helping us. I feel like when we are and speaking as the once married woman, when we go to look for counseling you know we can find someone that's that's our skin complexion and all of that but a lot of what we're looking for they don't specialize in and then the ones that do you know you do a couple sessions one is is extremely pricey all right so you know that's a factor and then when you do go to to speak about the issues Nothing is ever solved. It's just really light and it's like a place to come to just to get it off your chest. But it's like when it comes to seeking help, you need a little more than just being able to talk about it. And I also feel like too, um uh we have to understand that we're not against each other and Absolutely. that there needs to be um a compromise. Every day in a marriage there has to be a compromise. When you listen to you know all these friends and all these you know spiritual world posts on instagram and all that stuff it looks good but it doesn't always work for us and for us i mean black people it looks good it sounds good but our issues in relationships are a lot deeper you know you have um women doing more now men doing more now and because both of us are doing more now what happens we're targeted more now and it goes back to even um you know like why are we targeted like look at how like bomb we are by ourselves and then you put us you know pair us we're a couple it's automatic like strengthen that so I feel like it starts with more of us helping us and when the ones who have been married for 57 years 60 year anniversaries 45 year anniversaries Or even 10 years, five years, because like you said, it is the struggle to get out of the two year mark. You know what I'm saying? But when you go to listen and get advice from those people, you know, you just got to understand it's not going to be the way that they did it. No, because we are in a different time right now. Right. At the end of the day, compromise is, is complete key. You're not up against your, your your mate. Your mate is not up against you. It's not about who makes more. It's not about who does more. If you giving your all and your partner is giving your all at the end of the day, just compromise, level it out, keep it cool. We have a habit of getting frustrated and we yelling and we got our hands in the air and our language is harsh. And you know, it's cool for the movies. It's cool for Tyler Perry, but if you want what you have, to work and you know black people let's not lie we we can be when we get offended it's real
2: <laughs> it's
3: real and right. it doesn't matter who is coming from you know what i'm saying so if you have your partner like oh you're supposed to be with me and you talking like you against me and right. that's like a whole nother level you gotta remember the same way that everybody else keeps it cool. At the end of the day, talks out their differences, and they still sleep in the same room and in the same bed. You need to be able to do that too. You getting mad at your partner and going off on your partner, and that's why I can't stand your black tail. Now, all of those, those are all like that's harsh language, and it should. That's not something that you're supposed to. That's that's not how you come at your spouse. We deal with enough. Right. We deal with enough. Just like how Imani said, when things happen with you, she knows how to bring you back down, how to comfort you, how to care for you. And that strength on her part. And that strength on your part to you be able to go to her. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys have a safe space for each other, and that takes a while to get to. But if we're not helping us, the agenda to to, to keep us apart is out there. Right. And it's strong. Yep. They do it in counseling. They do it in the court. They do it with the whole co parenting They want way. that. Like, oh y'all beefing? Yeah, I I think that you guys, you know, maybe you should just separate. Just try and separate. You know, see how you guys do it some time apart. Right. Like, no. Not with us. It don't work like that. That's my take.
2: Wow. And I would just say, you know, just being completely transparent, like we were very young mm-hmm. when we got married and it was a struggle early on, especially, let me speak for me, like for me it was because I was what, 22, 23, something like that when we when we got married. And looking back now, I was not at a place where I should have been married, right? Because I wasn't mature enough to really handle what it took to actually be married, like hindsight is twenty twenty. Had I known everything I know now, I probably would have waited a little bit to get myself together before I jumped into this marriage because I was trying to force myself to fit into this, this mold of what I thought marriage should look like, right? So I was trying to do all of the stuff that, you know, you see on TV, all of the stuff that's supposed to make your marriage perfect and all of that kind of stuff. And I was doing most of it very begrudgingly not because I love my husband, not because I love my kids, but because I thought this is what a wife is supposed to do. So it was done. The house was clean. Food was cooked, you know, like all of that stuff was was in order. It was a checklist more than, okay. this is this is what Imani wants to do. And I was miserable like I didn't enjoy doing it. And so I think that a lot of times we jump into these marriages and we jump into these relationships and we're not at a place where we can give that person what they need and still hold on to what we need as that, as an individual. And, you know, luckily, and, you know, by the grace of God, we were able to work through that because the first couple of years was rough. (laughs) You know, like we, we wouldn't have been sitting here had it not been for God. And so, you know, like it, it, you, you grow from it. And because we had, we had known each other for, a long time prior to us getting married we had already had a kid or whatever we kind of made it up in our mind like you know what we in this we're gonna figure it out It's gonna be some nice yeah, You're we, gonna wanted be to break, we
0: wanted to break the cycle
2: yeah it's, like, cycle, I
0: understand. it's
2: gonna be some nice you gonna be mad that's all right you could be mad in the other room <laughs> like it just you know it, it it is what it is and i know a lot of people who do come from broken homes where their parents have been divorced and they're with their 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 mate for 20, 30 years, but because they saw a, a marriage go south, they refuse to get married. So they're with this person what for 15, 20, however many years, but will never marry them, will never, you know, sign the paperwork or whatever else that's attached to it because of the negative condemnation of what. That paperwork signifies. So even like with Dave saying, you know, the whole thing about the default, the divorce rate amongst blacks being so high, I don't think that really tells the whole story. Yeah, it don't tell the whole story.
0: It. That's his his. To me, it's story. I mean,
2: absolutely. And like, it's, it doesn't it doesn't tell absolutely. the full picture behind it because there's so many homes where no, they're not married, but the dad is there, the mom is there, and they're thriving. Like, no, they're not married, you know, let me emphasize that. But they're still there. They're still together. The kids go to bed at night knowing that daddy is in the room and mommy is in the room. And so I think that a lot of times, even when we do jump into these relationships, we jump into these marriages. Sometimes we think that these marriages are going to fix the issues that we already have when it doesn't. If anything, it highlights whatever it is that you have going on already. Okay. so after you guys being together for 20 years you get married and now you feel like you're supposed to play this role and it's not working out the way you expect it to let's get a divorce i knew we shouldn't have got married it didn't work and it's like wait hold on because you're trying to fix your. you know how like when you buy these cute shoes and you like i'm gonna force my foot in that shoe and you wear it for a little okay. bit hurt. and by the end of the night your feet is tore up and that's the, that's the way people do in marriage. Like you trying to jam this your foot into this relationship and not that the relationship doesn't work, but you're trying to fit yourself into this mold of something that you just, that you aren't. Like Dave doesn't want me to be Susie Homemaker. Like I'm not the stay at home, you know, baked cookies kind of person. Like I need to be out in the world. And he respects that in my personality. And just like I respect things in his character. All
0: right, so my question is this, how much do you as, Black women, Black queens, how much do you appreciate Black men?
1: More than words can express, honestly. Yeah, it is my dream to have Black love because I appreciate Black men. Um, I I don't know no better protector in this round for me than another Black man i love (laughs) y'all i appreciate (laughs)
0: y'all i have one instagram okay i got you we got you
2: I, i definitely appreciate my black men you know like there's not a time that i could think about where i've needed to be held down and they wasn't there for, for me. From my father, shout out to William Daniels, to my brothers, it's a whole bunch of them. My my in, my brother-in-laws that are my brothers. My husband, of course. My son, you know, like I love and I appreciate y'all. And everything that y'all do, y'all struggle, y'all provide, y'all fight, y'all tears. It doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know a lot of times it's... it's is looked at like those are the things that you should do, right? <clears throat> but there's so many people out there, black, white, or beyond, that's not doing it. And I appreciate y'all for loving us through all of our stuff, you know? And loving us through when people think that we're difficult. And for continually to just hold us down and to be there for us and being fathers to your children and being role models within the community. And, you know, I appreciate the time and the intention that y'all put forth with us and shaping our young ladies and letting them know what they should and what they shouldn't accept from men you know so i appreciate all of y'all all all of y'all brothers out there that's doing right by your women and that's doing right by your children and you know i'm grateful to have a circle around me full of black men
0: It's about, I'm about
3: to cry this guy right? <laughs> I felt that she was talking I had to look down a couple okay.
2: times <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> but I I appreciate black men deeply I, I can't wait for my turn Um, just the, the strength the strength is just it's just beautiful just everything Imani said everything Shana said it's just beautiful to see and to have and be able to wake up to it and learn, you know, because yeah, they, they they teach our daughters and things like that, but to to have a strong black man that you can learn from also. Grow with, you know. It's just it's beautiful.
2: Hey Brenda, you wanna drop that uh that insta name real quick? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just in case, right? Just in case.
2: <laughs> Brin <laughs> underscore B underscore
3: Chill. I am a baker. Cakes by underscore Brin on Instagram. There
2: you go. His yeah,
0: little sister. Anybody <laughs> who's tr- anybody who's trying to go after my cousin and trying to go after my sis, y'all gotta go through me first. <laughs> y'all gotta they gotta go through me first. Don't go through the. Don't block our blessing.
3: <laughs> Don't block our blessings. tell them China.
1: Now he protected us since you know he got on with this <laughs> you know, got it. Got it. They they don't don't. Yeah.
0: Protect I got a couple <laughs> of That's questions to ask before them. they actually go through. I gotta interview them first. Come
3: on. So I'm put them on the podcast. so For real. Thinking? For real. Right. No compromise <laughs>
0: topic. <laughs> okay, come <cool>. on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely but yo that is another that is the wrap-up y'all the queens have spoken uh again you, you you have my my black men we appreciate black women too you know what i'm saying i asked the fellas this the other day and they pretty much said the same thing that y'all said you know what i'm saying and it's like wow so black men are saying this about black women black women are saying this about black men what's causing the divide and as we as you guys spoke about um it's a lot of things it's history is it's historical it's propaganda um it's medically it's physically and mentally and like shana said it's spiritually emotional and and emotionally absolutely absolutely that ties hand in hand with 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 historical um reasoning and so it's like at some at some point we just got to get this together to where we are saying this directly to each other and we can use our platform we can use our cell phones we can use we can we, we don't really need to be on channel five you know fox news we don't need to be on these crazy networks to to do this we can actually do this using facebook youtube whatever use our own accounts And I appreciate you, Queens, for definitely be a part of um, what we're doing, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to push. The agenda we're trying to push is Black liberation, and that's in all aspects, Black love, Black families. Um, We don't hate any other race. We just love ours so much, and we put ours first, just like how everybody else put theirs first. You're supposed to, you know what I'm saying? um thank you guys so much for being on um and i'm i'm quite sure some folks thank nice, you guys m- thank you guys once again again if anybody trying to holler at my cousin and my <laughs> sis you gotta go through me you don't go through the father so you ain't going through pops you're not going through uncle bruce you're going through me first and then you not go a
1: through
0: not uncle right bruce. right
1: right okay
3: because
2: right <laughs> Okay. Ladies, make shout sure y'all you adjust your crowns for whoever is coming next. Right.
1: Absolutely. Already working on that adjustment, baby. Working <laughs> on it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And
3: absolutely. Shout out to Dave for showing the protective side of black men. <laughs> black brother and cousin. Good name. He said go through me. Okay. And shout absolutely. out to Imani. Mm.
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely so i love you guys i'm not gonna hold y'all no longer and you guys enjoy your night real we'll talk i love All y'all
1: night. too love y'all.
3: family love you <laughs>